You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the uh, Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky coming at you every week with all the best Giants content we can think of. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing, because you do not want to miss any of the stuff that we are bringing for you guys. Before we get out of here, I know we got a few minutes left. Uh, Giants just had kind of a rough weekend in Arizona. Shasky, you were there for it. I also kind of want to touch back on some of these free agent stuff here a little bit as well because the Giants, again, it's just bad right now. They're 17 and 23 or something like that. And a big part of that is the five free agents that they signed over this offseason really have not been producing. We talked about Conforto a little bit. Uh, and out of the you know five free agents they signed, him, Hanniger, Sean Manaya, Ross Stripling, Taylor Rogers. Conforto's probably looking like the least troublesome right now, uh, right now, which, I mean, that's kind of saying something. Uh, he's been looking a little bit better of late. I think he's like six for his last 18. I think this is a problem with, with Conforto, and we can kind of rat-tat these. I think it's just a product of he's been out for a while and is still trying to get reacclimated to the big league level. Shasky, are, are, do you have a concern level in Conforto, or are you just kind of like, give me whatever, I just want someone else? I mean, at this point with Conforto, if anyone's willing to take him on, just just move him. Like, he does nothing for me. And I like him as a player, like I do, but he's not in the long-term future plans for this wow. team. And if he doesn't do well, you're on the hook for next year, right? Because he's got yeah. the player option. If he does do well, he's opting out. Like, I hate these kind of deals, quite honestly, when, when you're looking for out, actual outfield uh, productivity. The Jock Peterson one-year deal, honestly. Yeah, I I was, I was I think it was Billy Bean, I think, once said there's just no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Jock Peterson could very well test that theory this year. It's a weird – I feel like he hasn't even played this year. Like it's, it's honestly been very minimal impact. And you're not seeing him on the field as much. So when you don't see him on the field as much, you're probably not about him as much. He's only a DH. So maybe that's a good thing. You know, we don't want to think about jock in the field right now. I'm out on, I'm out on Conforto. Mitch Hanniger. I'm still holding out hope. Although it looks bad. Like it just does. He's trying to swing for the fence every time. Well, that's my biggest problem is like, dude, choke up a little and go the other way. The the whole entire team, their two-strike approach doesn't change from the rest of their at-bat. And they're swinging right through everything trying to hit bombs. Yeah, and he's he's, he's getting absolutely ripped apart by the off-speed pitches right now. He's hitting 091 against off-speed pitches right now. And that's not like a a terribly small sample size, but that's enough where it's like that that would be a career worse for Hanniger. He's got a career low walk rate, his strikeout rate is a career high now uh, in theory, those can kind of come back down to early, early for him you know it is you could he, the, the small sample size card does yeah. apply there uh two other free agents who i want to get into and i i got to group these together and that's sham and i and ross stripling chasky got a fun little nugget for you and by fun i mean absolutely horrible Sh- uh, <laughs> these two have combined for negative 1.2 war on the season that is negative 1.2 war less than the guy they replaced, Carlos Rodon, who has yet to throw a pitch for the Yankees. So based off war, Carlos Rodon has been more valuable for the Yankees than Shamanaya and Ross Stripling. There's a little bit of context there, but still, that's just how bad it's been. 753 combined ERA in 55 innings. That's not a cheap 753 ERA. That's a well-earned 753 combined ERA. Uh, Manaya, he's getting hit harder than he ever has been in his career. This is a guy who's supposed to be a ground ball pitcher. He's got a career low ground ball rate. And you're seeing the, the movement, the velocity. It's more or less the same. He's just getting tattooed. He's not Rush- good. Rush- he's not good. Case of the, of, of the home run-itis right now. 
And I thought it was completely like the Giants, they pride themselves in kind of putting guys in a position to succeed. Having Ross Stripling follow up John Brebby on Friday night in Arizona, a place where the ball can jump a little yes. bit more. Because people don't know. We, we all think, you know, Colorado is at elevation. Phoenix is also pretty high up there in the elevation level. So the ball, it jumps a little bit there as well, too. No, to the ball in, flies. Yeah, the ball really does fly there. So you, you got Stripling, who's having a serious issue with keeping fly balls in the yard, and then you have him pitch in Arizona like that, and he immediately gives up two home runs. I mean, that's just negligence on the Giants' part. I get you're committed to these two pitchers. You want them to turn Why? things around. Why so, are they committed to them? They're they old need them to and well washed. They need them to pitch well enough so they can opt out of these deals and not come back next year. That's the goal. I mean, you sign these guys to hope that they don't want to come back next year. That's the problem. And this herein lies a major flaw with the Giants' philosophy. When you build your teams on, you know, damaged goods, hoping that you can fix them, sometimes you're going to get some goods that are just straight up damaged. And the Giants, which this is a miserable offseason to begin with, these guys are somehow making this miserable offseason even more miserable. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here, here's the silver lining on all those things that you know. Di Scafani actually looks good. So he <laughs> looks good as a bounce back. Like, I really like him. This is a horrific bullpen. Like, right now, there's not many. Uh, who do you trust? Like, let's go process of elimination. Forget who you don't trust. Who do you trust in the bullpen? Bullpen. Probably Camille Duvall. Okay. Is number one right now. And then no. I would probably. He's very young. Yeah, and then probably only because I love touching hot stoves and not learning my lesson, probably Tyler Rogers. Uh, okay, okay, so, so one and a half guys. Yeah, I want to throw another name at you that I don't think you're going to be expecting in terms of Alexander. I don't think you should trust him yet, but you can maybe lower your guard, and that's Taylor Rogers. I, now, the ERA, like it does look good right now, but this is a guy who in his last 10 appearances, eight in a third innings, he's given up a goose egg in the uh, runs division. You know, he has not given up a run. The last time he gave up a run was when he gave up a four spot to the Dodgers back on April 12th that saw his ERA skyrocket. And he threw the glove in the garbage. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it worked. I know. Garbage, well, kids. That's how you break out of your slumps. Taylor Rogers, he's been a lot better. He's getting more ground balls. He's still getting the ball up in the air a little bit more than I'd like. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were really on edge whenever Taylor Rogers would come in. And, again, I'm not saying that Okay, Taylor Rogers, we're good there. He's he's all nails right now. I'm less nervous about Taylor Rogers right now, and knock on wood that that kind of continues. Look, I just I don't trust this bullpen at all. They had a guy Beck pitch over the weekend. I'm like, who is this guy? He's, he's the terrible. guy. Who, uh, he's the guy the Giants got for uh, Mark Melanson. Great. Yeah. He's weak. I mean, he's 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 garbage, right? You know, like Scott Alexander, I like, but he always seems to give up donks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. big time, big moonshots. And I also think defensively, the outfield has been hit and miss. Like the other night, uh, Conforto was way down the line and he had to die for a ball and just opened up the floodgates. He misplayed what I believe a home run ball that he might have been able to rob. I don't know, but he misplayed it. That's for sure. Almost killed yeah. himself into the fence. I just this pitching staff is nowhere near what everyone thought it was, and I was skeptical from the jump. And, and the it was supposed to be uh, the bullpen was supposed to be the least worrisome part for this right. team. 
Why? Why would you believe that? Like Ross yeah. Stripling and Manaya, all oh, they're loaded. Like those guys as fringe starters, guys who can help your bullpen. They stink. They contending teams were laughing at you for picking up Ross Stripling. They saw him as someone who was completely finished. And right now, proof is in the pudding. And look, I'm not even mad because you know what? I thought DeSclafani was washed and he's got what this year and next year still on his deal. Yeah. He looks like he's bouncing back. Like I'm, I'm excited about him. Logan Webb, early struggles. He looked great. He was rising with the fastball yesterday and getting some strikeouts. Yeah, offense let him down, and and he gave up the one run, and and he ended up, you know, getting a no decision in that game. All in all, like considering they've got about four arms of the fourteen that I trust, it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they can do to kind of turn things around this week. They got the Philadelphia Phillies in town this week. Bryce Harper. Four game set, Trey Turner. So you got the defending National League champs. If they can uh, play as well as they did the last time they faced a team that was in the World Series last year, that could work out well for the Giants. You know, they did take two or three from the Ashes. Maybe they can win a series against the Phillies. The Giants, they they, got to turn things around because – the NOS is starting to run away. The Dodgers look like they're still the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks, we saw what they're capable of. And if you think the Padres are going to be hovering below 500 all year long, you either A, know something that we don't, or B, you just haven't been paying attention. So we'll be interesting to see kind of how things play out this week. And then they got the Marlins in town after that. So I hope to be at those games. Hopefully nice. all you guys listening will be there too. Certainly the Giants would appreciate it. Awesome. I will see Joe Shasky there on Friday night. So uh, for Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky, this is the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all those other stuff. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.